hello welcome to mud hut thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed today's episodes please join me on instagram at ashadc or on twitter ashadc1 we've got a new episode right now enjoy For your transits today, Monday 9th of September, the sun is in Virgo, the moon is in Capricorn, Mercury is still hanging on in there in Virgo, Venus is in Virgo, Mars is in Virgo, Jupiter, Sagittarius, Saturn in retrograde Capricorn, Uranus in retrograde Taurus, Neptune in retrograde Pisces, Pluto in retrograde Capricorn, Chiron in retrograde Aries, True Node in retrograde Cancer, and True Lilith in Pisces. We've got the moon phase. The waxing moon is 70 or 80% waxing gibbous, so that means that we are headed for a full moon shortly in a couple of days. Um, Perhaps it's Saturday. Maybe even before that. I mean, no, it'll be before that, Friday, Thursday or Friday. We'll have the full moon in Pisces. Which is... I'm quite liking this energy right now. I mean, the full moon's in Capricorn right now, so then it'll have to go into... Aquarius, then Pisces. Oh, Lovely. Hello out there, lovely listeners. How are you today? I've um, not had that many motivational leanings towards doing a podcast in the last week or so. So I feel that it's typically Aquarius of me to start something and it takes a mammoth amount of time for people to catch up with what I'm trying to say and do so I think it's better to do one podcast a week as opposed to every day perhaps because it just gives people time to catch up and then I can make more of a general kind of transit thoughts and talk and chat about astrology in a more general way as opposed to daily way even though if I could have a daily astrology that would by somebody who was obviously I'm somebody who is a student or a researcher or somebody who's vaguely knowledgeable in astrology so we've got the moon in Capricorn today we can hear the banging of industry through the windows in my home and the wheels are turning Oh, that moon in Capricorn is slogging away. People ain't got time right now to indulge in all that Virgo energy. We've got to work. We've got to keep working. And uh, there's a feeling probably of just all work and all work, I suspect. 
I feel that um, this full moon in Pisces, which uh, is pending, will be quite an interesting day to look forward to. So today, Monday, in the UK, in London, it the weather is literally cloudy and I suspect people will feel that kind of cloudy suppression of slight, mm, you know, not quite fully able to grasp that chipper Monday feeling that we often have. So I feel like today might be a good day to just do some spiritual stretching, some esoteric research, getting your things organised for things that may be happening later on in the week rather than doing it lastminute.com. Spend today fixing things that you can see need fixing. I'm mainly talking to myself here above anything else. Tuesday is going to be sunny. I hear that next week, or we've got coming up, a week of really hot sunshine coming over to the United Kingdom here and London. So that's something to look forward to because I also hear in four months' time we're going to be having one of the coldest winters on record. So I'm really, like, I'm seizing up as we speak just thinking about the extent of cold that winter comes with in February, January, February, March. It just lingers on April, May. I feel that's when people really get depressed, not during the peak of winter. It's when it just lingers and drags and it's like, when is this going to end? So, yeah, Wednesday, it's sunny, but curious, I guess, what's going on. Still lovely and sunny. I suppose by Thursday we'll be moaning about how lovely and sunny it is, but hopefully it's going to be a productive day. And then Friday looks like it's going to be cloudy again, maybe a bit moody, leading up to that full moon. Oh, I just looked at my phone and it says 11, 11, and it's just gone to 12 now, so I should have made a wish. I just, oh yeah, I was reading something today that says, you know, ticks off things to do, like positive affirmations, maybe spend two minutes doing a positive affirmation, do 20 minutes of stretching, eat something healthy, you know, which I kind of like do, I'm not a coffee drinker, I'm not like indulgent with alcohol and substances, I think that everything in moderation is the only way you can live, even though we can't really decide when we cark it or not. (laughs) It just, the day is the day when it comes. You can't, you know, my family history is heart failure and cancer, so look forward to that. But um, anywho, let's continue with some music. thought it was a good time to talk about the lunar probe that uh, India has launched by the Indian Space Research Organization, their version of NASA. 
and they have released uh, a few days ago Chandra Yan, which means spacecraft in Hindi. Um, I'm very surprised actually that they let the craft go the day that it did because the moon was void that day and um, obviously like with the new prime minister he is from an indigenous uh, the indigenous population of India which has never been never actually happened before in India in over at least 700 years we've never had an Indi- there's never been an indigenous leader it's always been um, an, a, a mogul descent or a um, European descent uh, prime minister which is weird when I think about it now but it's taken a thousand years for India to even have an indigenous prime minister for its own land it would be much like an aboriginal being prime minister of Australia or a Native American being prime minister of America can you imagine running bear prime minister running bear what do you think just it's not doesn't seem like reality so um yeah so that's a miracle in itself and so this this uh craft this spacecraft got to 95 percent of its mission and um then they and then it, it it didn't quite get to the moon, but it's still orbiting. And then they've got another one called Vikram. Um, which has just woken up again. And we found, and that, I keep saying we, because I still, I feel very kind of like part of it. Like this is really big news for a developing country to be exploring space alongside first world countries this is this is incredible um the isro which is the indian nasa are um were originally trying to get this craft to um land on the south pole of the moon um but so yeah that's what i was saying i'm very surprised that the prime minister didn't have a vedic astrologer to also give them advice as to what kind of timing to send this craft up um, considering its um, expense and those sort of things it's not a, a, it's not in any way a criticism because I, I'm unable to criticize the um, the whole at practice we've got a fire engine going past right now i'm proud to see that the um sri harikota um address for where the space station is is in andhra pradesh which is the state from where my ancestors are from um so that's also another reason to big up my chest Anyway, I thought I'd have a little segment on the uh, mission regarding Satish Dhawan Space Centre in Andhra Pradesh. Chandrayaan 
means mooncraft in Hindi Sanskrit. Sometimes when I'm talking, I do get things muddled up. So when I listen to it back, I'm like, oh no, I didn't mean to say that. So like when I was speak, sometimes I meant moon and I was saying full moon. <laughs> so this is a post edit listening to myself, which is lovely to be able to do on Anchor FM because you get the chance to edit as you go along. And that's the beauty of it. I don't have to answer to anyone. It's my own podcast. And um, I've only got a few handful of listeners and I'm learning how to be able to uh, communicate. And I don't have a script. So everything that I'm speaking is straight from my mind without having filtered or, um, like I say, scripted, written down so that I've got facts. So sometimes I I do get a, a, a misspelling or a miss word but yeah I hope you bear with me in my journey with my podcast fascinating um transits that we've been experiencing over the last seven eight nine days with all this earth energy with between four to five planets in virgo major planets sun moon mercury venus mars etc um today's sort of transits vaguely uh are a very (laughs) interesting uh geometry geometry what i'm looking at here is um vaguely any energies in Let's see, we've got, so from Taurus, so we've got that Uranus there in retrograde Taurus, but no, hardly any uh, energies in Gemini, nothing in Leo, nothing in Virgo, sorry, Leo, hang on a minute, that's Virgo, that's Leo, Cancer. That's what that symbol is. I still uh, very much kind of getting my mind around the hieroglyphics, as I, I call them, the uh, astrological symbols. Um, again, there's so that we've got all that crushing angles hitting Virgo right there. And then coming on from Virgo to Libra, nothing. Nothing in Libra. Uh, hang on, no. No, no, no. And then we have um, Scorpio. There is something like a vague uh, symbol next to Scorpio, but really nothing to write home about. Um, The energies are all really, apart from the Taurus energy there, is all the bottom half of the glyph, the graph. I think it is a good time to uh, root down and perhaps be a bit gentle with yourself because that moon in Capricorn will be possibly not just trying to be a workaholic but also a bit judgy, a bit kind of like, you know, self-scrutinising, you know. I, I mean... I know that 
my handful of listeners. I've gone actually, I've I've checked my stats now, and I've gone from one to two listeners to um, a regular listener of seven to eight. So perhaps I can have a celebration on my uh, more regular listeners and um, welcome you all. And I hope that you keep tuning in and hopefully find some kind of um, insight or something that resonates with you along the way throughout listening because all I'm trying to do I guess is communicate and engage with people and my community and the community worldwide um, because I really don't think there's enough of that at the at, in this world that we live in there's just um, easy access to quick messages where there's no compassion no empathy no connection in a real solid way um, and there's a lot of hypocrisy and sadness and loneliness and people having to struggle on their own um, and they don't like to ask for help and that sort of thing you know it's just um, something that I hope even if it reaches five people um, I'm kind of doing a good thing so um, what else is happening so on Tuesday I have got my monthly stall at the Chelsea Football Club there in Loftus Road no no that's QPR oh my god <laughs> Loftus Road no it's in Stamford Bridge <laughs> what it is is that I live near QPR football grounds so um when I was a kid um there used to be like Radio 1 road shows in the GLC used to have kind of like loads of stuff for kids to do on summer holidays and so we used to get the bus directly outside of my house and go straight down to Shepherd's Bush White City walk down into Loftus Road and there'd be like you know some Radio 1 DJ with the, some pop sensation uh, and kids could just you know they didn't need to have two three hundred pounds to go to a Boardmasters festival or whatever you know I just, I think there's nothing for children, teenagers out there today without it costing a bomb and them having to look a certain way. You know, we didn't, we didn't have money for all the tachinis and feelers and, you know, all that stuff's been going for 50, 60 years. You know, it's Fred Perry's, all the sports greats from Germany and Europe or whatever, Adidas, Nike from America, all were kind of like was what we saw on tv and when i was like i would say six five or six or seven um f1 james hunt and all that sort of um superstardom was massive in the 70s and i had an so boiler suit that i basically lived in and you know my my mum had to literally peel me out of it because i just wouldn't I just didn't want to wear anything else apart from my SO boiler suit. So now when I've got my boiler suits, I can wear them. <laughs> they are my go-to still at this age, 40 years on. But um, yeah, so the transits are all pretty much one-sided at the moment. And um, I feel that people... A lot of people out there will be affected by this oncoming full moon coming up.
Hey there. I just wanted to make a point about social media and I understand why people um, delete their Facebooks and or won't go on Twitter or don't have or have a private Instagram or I've never been one of those people that um, has made a private account or uh, wanted to keep my tweets private or because what's the point because the whole point is communicating and socializing on media but I find it funny that Twitter has become a place where it's it's not free anymore. I feel that there is algorithms stopping uh, still gatekeeping information that um, corporates won't allow or would be detrimental to their position rather than tell factual truths. So I, I find that, you know, the resources for finding statistics and truths aren't to be found on social media but they're still found out there on forums on on discussions where it's not going to be biased it's going to be equal this those things still exist even though the internet is really only 10 percent of what it used to be 15 years ago where it, you could have a lot more um ability to communicate the truth so uh, although i do indulge in twitter i it's the one of the only top sites where you can just put your factual information forward and hope at some point people will hashtag that and say well what do other people think about it like the me too movement like things like that that's how it kind of works and that the thing that i originally loved about twitter is i always felt isolated and alone and a lot of my thoughts when it came to things like uh, proletariat, commentary, um, politics, and that sort of thing. So when you are only conditioned and subjected to only corporate media, that's when it gets frustrating. But Twitter gave me a breath of fresh air that there were other people out there. And I'm just like, yeah, brilliant. Somebody else out there thinks what I think. And that's just such a beautiful thing to be able to achieve that um, when people are worried about freedom of speech and and that sort of thing. Um, so there's, for example, historically, history books have been written by Europeans. And now, even though that's a historical thing and those other nations are trying to work out their histories for themselves after colonialism, imperialism, invasion, that sort of thing. We've still got Western media or Western academics still trying to be heavy-handed over the information and still sourcing it from bias, outdated Roots, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, so if you go into the British Library, you'll have a, a plethora of books that would be written by scholars of the day, but 100 years, 150 years later, you'll be able to look at the mistakes and knowledge that they didn't have that we have today. But yet, we're still 
opposing these sort of great white sharks of history, still trying to oppress the actual people who are from their ancestry, i.e., say, for example, there are Western scholars trying to be experts on India and indigenous India, and they are intolerant when indigenous Indians are trying to say, well, actually, DNA-wise, we're finding excavation-wise, archaeology-wise, that the headlines and information that you've spewed out to the Western world regarding our culture is not quite true, is it? And they can't bear it. They actually can't bear it. And that what they'll throw at you is, well, I'm the scholar. I'm the academic. I'm the one that's done 15 years of 20 degrees. <laughs> 20 degrees, three degrees, three degrees. <laughs> and 15 PhDs and MAs in your culture. But then you forget that these books are written by a Western academic. So... I think it's about time you let the indigenous people, you let the aboriginals talk about their own culture. Don't you think, people, those scholars out there who are just completely wielding their degrees mindlessly, they think that's the be-all and end-all. And it's, um, quite frankly, not. I'm really like finding things to talk about. I watched the Netflix special on Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones. I've watched it twice and I keep going back to clips on YouTube because it is phenomenal. And anyone out there listening to this is going to be like, they're not going to be as enthusiastic about Dave Chappelle as I am because I... I'm a super love Richard Pryor. I really love Eddie Murphy. I, that sort of humour has just sort of built one of one side of where my humour comes from. You know, there's there's other sides like Laurel and Hardy and um, Peter Sellers, Monty Python, that sort of thing. Or more further into my generation, Steve Coogan, you know, Chris Morris, but. You know, I have a whole love for comedy, but Dave Chappelle has really done the thing that everybody is freaking out about over the last 10 years, and that's political correctness, that's freedom of speech, that's being able to discuss and talk about things that perhaps, you know what, you might have a different opinion about, and that's okay. Um, It's better to talk about those opinions rather than feel confused and not say anything at all and therefore suffer in silence. Because um, that sort of thing, if you can't talk about those things, it actually can stress you out, worry you and actually make you sick. If you you don't find the humour in everything, that's the key out there, people. That's something that I think we miss drastically in life is the fact that things are so serious they they are so depressing sometimes that there must be an a smidgen a dot of humor to be found in these situations and so Dave Chappelle has taken on all the topics 
that are controversial in the last you know few years in in sort of corporate media so he's tackling the um just everything michael jackson louis ck the me too movement um the lgbt movement the um just everything nothing is unscathed the the guy um the guy the actor from empire you know i keep going back to that clip this this actor a few was it last year or six months ago or something like that an actor came forward and said that he'd been uh abused and beaten up by some maga hat wearing people and uh, he delves into all of those things and how we react to those things as a as a you know because we're giving this information we believe it so we don't question or research enough on our own i think is one of the things and i think it was very special when he said that kevin hart was four tweets away from being a perfect person because that's the thing if in this culture if you say something 10 years ago that today is politically incorrect that could ruin your career and they call it now cancelling delete you know so um you ain't gonna ever delete dave Chappelle because he has managed to maintain his fiscal power and energy somehow and he's on top he doesn't need any network he doesn't need any advertising he doesn't need anyone to support him he has managed to do this thing by himself supporting himself and he's got people like joe rogan behind him and people in the industry who are thinking straight who don't have bias who are trying to get to the truth and um oh i'm so happy that he released that special it's just too funny and i know that a lot of people listening to this podcast probably will be not in agreement with me but that's okay Thanks for listening to today's episode of Mud Hut. Hope you enjoyed the topics today here on a Monday. Please join me on Instagram at ASHADC or on Twitter ASHADC1.